they lose 5, 10, 15, maybe even 20 pounds and they're excited about it. And that's awesome. That's so cool. But it's sad to see then, you know, they eventually give up and they blame themselves because they gain all the weight back and they feel guilty about it. And, and all that blame goes to them when what they don't realize is like they're building their whole fitness or health regimen on something that just isn't going to serve them. You're listening to Massive Potential, the only show you'll need to start leveling up in your life. It's time to get shredded, time to take massive steps ahead in your life, and tap into that untapped potential of yours. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, squad? Welcome to another episode of Massive Potential with your boy, Aaron Stevenson. Today, man, guys, I want to do a little bit more of a, a heartfelt, unscripted, maybe truth bomb or just message that might be a little bit more opinionated in a way, but I, I wanted to help someone out there. And we're really talking about shiny object syndrome is what I titled today's episode, but it really has to do with kind of what we have to see on social media nowadays. And with the new year role around, obviously a lot of people are starting their fitness journey, which is awesome. And I'm super happy for them for that. And I, I, I cheer them on. I want you to be as successful as possible because fitness or, or actually like taking care of your, your health and, and bettering yourself is becoming so and so more nuanced. Like not many people are doing it. And so I praise you. I, I want you to continue to better yourself, to improve yourself and use fitness and use your health to be something that is important important to you. That's awesome. And like, that's so exciting. And, and with that is, you know, so much potential for growth. Yet I feel like at least in the conversations I've had recently, a lot of people are led astray with simply just social media. I think it boils down to that. And it saddens me as being, being part of the fitness industry, just knowing how much nonsense or quite honestly, even straight up lies is out there on social media that people knowingly in their gut or have either deceived themselves to essentially put out lies on the internet just to simply get viewed. And that's sad to me. Now, I'm not calling out the people that maybe don't have the right education or, and are just simply trying to follow the trends and putting stuff out there. That's It's partially their fault because I, I do think it you know, everything, all the information that you put out there, you should know enough about before trying to teach others about. But even more so, the people who you can see blatantly have education around fitness and will put out nonsense just because it helps them get more likes, saves, or views, and essentially just helps them make more money because they're selling nonsense. And value-wise, that just has never felt right for me. I've always gone down the educational route in my content. I want to provide value to you guys and into terms of helping you along, you know, workouts and, and lifting and nutrition. But never once has it even crossed my mind of wanting to go to a place of let me lie or blatantly say something that's false just because I know it will draw eyes or attention. And the reason I bring this up is because, you know, it's the start of the new year. A lot of people are starting their fitness journey, which is awesome. And then when I have these conversations with some of these individuals, the stuff they tell me almost makes me sad to hear around, you know, I'll, I'll simply just prompt them or ask them like, oh, what are you doing to try to lose some weight if that's a goal of yours? And I'll hear people talk about a new trend I've seen lately is like a 74-hour 
fast or a water fast as if they call it and or you know we even could go down routes of just simply trying to cut out sugar or they find all these little niche things or things that sound exciting and and quite honestly we've seen them trend throughout the years like like keto's exciting and then intermittent fasting and then no sugar and then the carnivore diet and then it's the next trendy thing and it, it just continues to cycle or, or people are continuing to jump on new new waves and new trends and new exciting things and so this is always going to continue but it's sad to me when i hear that just knowing that man you could be doing something so much more beneficial or so much more sustainable because let's say you see someone who wants to try intermittent fasting because they've heard it worked for somebody else or someone who's quote unquote a scientist or or you know maybe a little bit more educated in the fitness space tell them that that's the only way or that's the most effective way to lose fat so they they think they have to do this or this is going to be their their quick fix or their their they're saving grace, if you will, around losing fat. And so they try this this trendy thing and maybe it works, right? I'm not saying that all of these things out there don't necessarily work, like keto works or intermittent fasting can work, but the mechanisms behind them are, are kind of based on, eh, like it's kind of silliness, right? Because if you think about all these diet strategies, they're essentially set up in a way, our baseline, and I've talked about this in other episodes, are simply the, the way you lose fat is a calorie deficit. And so no matter the avenue that you go down to get there, a calorie deficit is going to help you lose weight. So you can do keto and cutting out a whole macronutrient can get you in a calorie deficit or intermittent fasting and cutting out your feeding times where you might be overindulging in terms of calories is going to get you in a calorie deficit. But if you don't actually understand the science behind it, you can get overly caught up in this one way of doing things or this next trendy way of doing things. And then if it doesn't help you, right? Because these diets aren't served to the masses. They're 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 marketed as if this is the next fix that is going to help everybody out there. But most people probably aren't going to do the best off of that. And so then when they try this diet strategy, and maybe it works for them, you know, for a short term or for a short period of time, like, you know, it even could be weeks or a couple months even. And cool, you know, they lose 5, 10, 15, maybe even 20 pounds and they're excited about it. And that's awesome. That's so cool cool. But it's sad to see then, you know, they eventually give up and they blame themselves because they gain all the weight back and they feel guilty about it. And, and all that blame goes to them when what they don't realize is like they're building their whole fitness or health regimen on something that just isn't going to serve them. And, and quite honestly, it's, it's because they were lied to on the internet. And so then you feel guilty and you feel ashamed and, and you think it's your fault when it's, it really might not even be your fault. You were served blatant lies or maybe you've been trying to to pursue your health and fitness for so long and you've been blatantly lied to over and over and you look for these next quick fixes that that really aren't quick fixes at all and they're they're leaving you stuck and they're keeping you in the same spot and you're wondering what's wrong, wrong with you when it's nothing that's all actually wrong with you. It's everything that's wrong with the people that are posting stuff on the internet that are leading you down the wrong path. And that just frustrates me. It frustrates me like, because that, like I said, completely goes against my values. And then it frustrates me to see like, then people might think like, oh, fitness or health or losing fat is just not for me. Or then they, they, they cast this label over themselves of I'm just not someone who's fit or I just could never do that. And then they speak this negativity over themselves and, and then it, it leaves them stuck. And I, I don't want that for you. Like, I hope you can tell my heart posture here. Like, I want you, I want you to find something that, that you can do and you can do for the rest of your life 
life and you can be healthy for the rest of your life and, and you can lose weight and you can maintain a routine that you start now for the rest of your life. That's what I want you to figure out. I don't want something that's just going to serve you for a month or, you know, even a couple months, heck, half a year or even a year, right? Because fitness and fitness in your health is going to be or should hopefully be important to you forever, right? Like personally, I'm only 22 right now. I have probably all the way up into my 80s, 90s, or even 100. Like, sure, when I'm 90, I'm sure I won't be able to do exactly what I'm doing today, but I want it to look somewhat similar, right? And and that's really like when you can think that far out and then think, okay, if I if I pursued this goal today using this strategy, would I be able to do it when I'm 90? Like, that's what I want. That's what you should be thinking, like that long-term mentality. Because cutting sugars, for example, yeah, it might work, but who else out there? Like, I'll put my hand up first. I, I like sweets. Like, I have a sweet tooth. And I'm most people that I've met like sweets of some sort. Like, we enjoy food like that. And so when you tell yourself that you can't have any sugar and, and maybe you, you've put yourself on that restrictive of, oh, I can never have this again. Like, that isn't going to work. And that's where you end up failing because you pursue something that isn't, isn't actually something that you could do. And I want to give you some practical advice in terms of that, because you're probably left thinking, well, what do I do then? All right. Maybe you've tried these diet strategies that I've brought up already. You've already tried losing weight. You're not really sure what to work or, or things keep you more confused than not. I, I can't say what's personally going to ultimately work for you for the rest of your life because everybody's lifestyle and routine looks different. What I can tell you is something that I've found with me and a lot of my clients that ends up working well is keeping it as basic as possible. And this is why when we go back to the basics of fitness and, and losing weight and, and fat loss, it isn't flashy. It isn't shiny. It isn't the thing that gets all the views or the clicks or the shares on social media because it sounds boring. And it is. It is boring. Like at this point, maybe you've already tuned out because you're like, oh, the basics. I don't want to hear calorie deficit over again. I don't want to hear that word. I get it. I get it because you're always, you know, you, you've, you've, you've looked for that next shiny object and, and, and it, it exciting at first, but then it doesn't serve you. And that's not my goal. I want something that you can actually pursue. And so when I, when I say the basic, what I really mean, at least what's, what's worked for me has been calories first, right? And, and the way that I would, I would advise you to do so and what's worked for me is track your calories. And I've done mine for, I don't know, probably close to three years at this point. And you probably don't even have to do that. Cause I would say over after a couple of years of tracking, and I know that sounds super long at this point, but when you can think like, like I said, if I still had 80 more years of my fitness journey, a couple of years is so small. It's such a drop in the bucket. Like I've tracked for a couple of years at this point for the majority of days of like, I probably could count on maybe one or two hands, how many days I've missed. And I have such a good understanding of my nutrition and what helps me on a day-to-day basis and, and where I should be at that I probably wouldn't have to track calories ever again unless I wanted to do like a competition or something like that. But I do so just to keep myself in check and, and to make sure that I'm making progress towards the, the right goals. But like that's that's a basic thing. And that's something that I think could help you. Like if you learned how to track your macros or track your calories through something like MyFitnessPal or another tracker app like that, that could serve you so well. Not that you would have to track forever because I think that's the mindset that a lot of people go in is, oh no, I'm going to have to track forever. This isn't sustainable. I hate doing this. It it feels burdensome at first because it definitely is. Like I still remember when I first tried tracking, I would 
only track good for a couple of days. And then I would track for maybe good during the week. And then I felt guilty about not tracking on the weekends. And I continued to build upon that, but I just didn't give up. Right. And that's ultimately like, like once I was able to track my calories and I've done it over such a long time. Now I understand on a day-to-day basis or like kind of my, my daily intake, I probably could intuitively eat. And like, that would probably be like the ultimate goal for a lot of you is just like being able to know how to approach your food and intuitively just, okay, when I am eating a meal, when I eat on a day-to-day, when I have a busy schedule, I don't actually have to track, but I just know, okay, my breakfast, it was probably about this. And I probably got this much protein. And my lunch was probably about this. And I probably got this much protein. And maybe I should have a smaller snacks or could I have my snacks today because I'm going to have XYZ later for dinner or, or whatever, right? Like, and you could intuitively know about it, but it takes a lot of time and experience just to know what, what eating like that is like. But that's like a basic strategy is tracking calories. And I know it like it sounds overly burdensome at first, but when when you when you make something a habit, like for example, your bedtime routine, like what do you do right before bed? Most people they go to the bathroom, they brush their teeth, maybe you put on your pajamas, and and you know maybe you'll scroll through your phone for a little while. I don't know. Everybody's bedtime routine is different, but you probably have a bedtime routine, and you do it every single day, and you don't even think about it, and, and then you go to sleep, and then it's like it's like thoughtless. Like that's what tracking your food could turn into if you just did it enough and you made a routine. But like you're going to face resistance at first when you're trying to build a new behavior. It's, that's just going to happen. But then you do that and you learn how to track your food long enough and then it's intuitive and then you're good. And like, that's one basic that would just serve you and has served me so, so much, right? Or another basic would be protein, obviously. Like that kind of almost goes hand in hand with, it's just learning how to prioritize protein and get more protein in your diet. Because for the majority of people, especially if you're, if you're wanting to get in weightlifting, which would be another basic is like, you want to make sure that you are prioritizing protein because that's your most important macronutrient out of it all. And that most people seem to, especially when you first get started, struggle with getting this, uh, the right amount of protein that you should be getting. It, they usually struggle to get enough. So just learning. And and then that simply would just serve you. Like once you learn the snacks that you should get at the grocery store, you know, typical meal structure and what that would look like, how to prioritize protein in, in times where maybe protein isn't the easiest to get. Like you'd be able to, if you did this over a couple of years, like you would be able to know almost any, any scenario from vacations, from your day-to-day, on just like a typical work day from family events to, to, you know, weekend trips or, you know, what weekends might look like, you would always be able to know how to get protein in because you just did it long enough. And then boom, now you don't have to worry. You could kind of just estimate in your head, how much protein did you get? Cool. And then same thing with weightlifting, right? Like simply just getting a schedule that serves you, whether it's three days a week, four days a week, five days a week, and something that works with your, your flow of your week and just being able to get in the gym, lift weights, get stronger, build muscle, which in, in, inherently will help you burn more calories over a longer period of time because you have more muscle on your body and it's going to serve you for longevity. And you'll just be able to be happier with your physique and your look because that's most likely what, especially most guys of us that are looking for anyways. And then when you get to that point, you just continue to get stronger. Or if you want to go in fat loss, you kind of know what that feels like in terms of your performance in the gym and you can start balancing your recovery. And it just comes long enough. Like it sounds so, sounds so hard if you if you think short term, right? Like if you haven't been working out for that long, thinking to, of working out for three or five or 10 years sounds like it's crazy. 
But when, when you, when you put it into perspective of you're going to probably be working out hopefully for the rest of your life, like it's worth investing in now. It's worth doing now. It's, it's worth just building the habit now if, of something that, you know, intuitively one is going to help you. It's going to help you be healthier. It's going to help you build more confidence. It's going to give you more energy. It's just going to help you move better. You'll be able to be stronger. You'll be able to protect your family. You'll be able to just simply build character traits like discipline and integrity. Like it's, it's going to serve you. It's just easier to make excuses. And something I actually learned at church this past weekend in the service that we had was there's actually a part of your brain that grows when you choose to do the hard stuff. And so choosing to do the hard stuff actually grows a certain part of your brain and you actually can grow willpower, if you will. Like that part of your brain can become bigger and get more active and then you can continue pursuing harder and harder things. And so if you've always put off the hard stuff, you actually see, or if you if you stop pursuing hard things, that part of your brain actually starts to shrink. And, and that, that, that part of your brain also has a lot to do with willpower, like I said. And so willpower can even have to do with like purpose or, or will to live. And so if you always put off the hard stuff, you actually feel like you have less purpose and you're just like uncertain about how, how unique is that? How cool is that? How, how uh, ultimately, I don't know, it just seems ironic, right? Of just excuses actually can kill the purpose that you are desiring or the willpower that you say you want. And we know that excuses don't serve us, but it's just cool to see the science behind it. And so ultimately, like, I think the heart of this episode to wrap it up here was just, I don't want you following or falling for the next quick thing, the next shiny thing, the the next thing that's going to be the fix to your self-diagnosed problem. Like, sure, if you're someone who struggled with your weight or you want to lose weight or you're not at a spot that you're happy with, man, I commend you for wanting to improve yourself. That's awesome. That is something you should be proud of. And I, I would encourage you to, to keep pursuing it with all that you got and do not quit, right? Not quitting. It sounds sounds so basic again, right? Back to the basics, but like that's going to serve you so much better because then you'll pursue or you'll learn and you'll fail and you'll do better and, and you'll you'll adjust and you'll improve and you'll do better and you fail and you adjust and you improve. You do better, you fail. And like that process so much better. And so it's so awesome to see the people that actually stick it through because that's like, that's what I'm a product of. I didn't do perfect when I started my fitness journey and I don't expect you to be perfect either when you first start. But what I ultimately will say is is you gotta you gotta stop looking at social media as your source. It can be a good starting point potentially if you find the right people, but uh, it's it's harder and harder these days. And when we when you really boil it down, the best strategy, like I said, is simply just a calorie deficit. And then the best strategy is simply just getting more protein. The best strategy is simply just getting consistent in the gym and lifting and progressively overloading and and nailing things there. Like it really can be that base before anything else. Because at the end of the day, people want to lose fat. They want to feel better in their own skin. You want to have energy. You want to be more confident. You want to be stronger. You want to be more defined. You want to get that good look. And that's the way to do it. And everybody and their brother wants to tell you, you know, a special way to do it because it will get them click or shares or help them go viral on social media, but they're not doing it to help you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're, they're not doing it. They might doing it. They might be doing it. Like I said, there's, there's a few individuals out there who aren't educated enough or don't know better that might be putting that stuff out there. And I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily blaming them. I do think they, they deserve a little bit of blame in just terms of they aren't doing the research themselves to actually know if the information they're putting out is good or not. But uh, there's even more so people who blatantly lie. And I know for a fact seen it. And I feel, I'm sorry for you. So I hope that you found this helpful. 
or just a, a little bit more insightful to help simplify things along your fitness journey so that you, you don't have to be in that cycle of looking for that next shiny thing that's going to be your fix that ultimately leaves you back in square one or even worse. And that's all I got for you guys. I want you to do better. I want to see you win and I know you have it in you. I hope you guys have the best day of your entire life and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.